oceans. Two oceans will begin. Cyclops there. Cyclops there. Cyclops there. Turrets. Moon buggies. Oh my holy crap. Surveillance does. I hate those. This is ridiculous. That's the most well-guarded yeast factory I've ever seen. Kananka. Kananka. Show me your bag of secrets. What's all this crap? Welcome to the Two Oceans Podcast, where myself, Sue Fire, along with my friend and astute colleague Scrumpy, discuss film and other media through a decades-long lens of mass media consumption. In this episode, we'll be going through our recent viewing, including Jacques Odiard's Deepan, Romolo Gare's Amulet, and Damien Leone's Terrifier, as well as picking out our choice of fantastic performances in terrible films. This is the Two Oceans Podcast. So hold hands and look out the window while Project Mayhem begins as we start episode 10. I've been binge-watching uh, the third season of Twin Peaks and uh, realized, you know, we need to do just a, our, our David Lynch, our, well, our specifically our Twin Peaks, but David Lynch episode, just because that's that's the filmmaker, you know, that got us, to, you know, really, that we bonded over, right? Oh, totally, totally. We did the pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we saw, you know, what did, what all did we see on opening day? You know, like uh, uh, Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Did we see Firewalk with Me together? I don't. I don't um, think we did. No, no. I think that was that was uh, that after was later we enough. Moved yeah. to different places, but um, yeah, no. Lynch was really, really important. Um, I, you know, I, I think he sort of for me, um, sort of broadened my horizons in terms mm -hmm. of what I expect a movie to be. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, no, we, we definitely need to do that. Like, I know you talked about, you know, you listed off like the main directors and things like that, but I'm like, Oh, like, since yeah. I'm right in the middle of it, you know, now and it's the third season. I mean, I'm only six episodes in and it's so, so, so good. Oh, like, I can't even, good. I, I can't even like, I'm just nerding out the whole time. It's like, and how good it is. Not just not just as a fan of the show, which it also yeah. is good for that, but also just what it does. Like here, we're gonna take your main character that everybody loves and totally screw with them. <laughs> oh, it gets better and better as well. I, and, so I've heard, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know it's, five years, uh, right? And, and not to say that the first two episodes it's, it's aren't just like fantastic and can be standalone movies on their own. Um, mm -hmm. Because that's another thing is like I, I like going into a movie. And sort of feeling like I've been somewhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I always get that with Lynch movies and Twin yeah. Peaks as well. And, um, you know, my son's about our age when he watched it for the first mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I was a bit, you know, I don't know if he's going to like it. And it was the first time he'd seen anything even near that. And he loved it. <laughs> oh, so, awesome. um, you know, so... Yeah. So you right succeeded way. as a father. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's official. That box is ticked. It's all done. <laughs> done. See you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I have done my work. It is done. Um, all right. Sorry. So this is episode 10. We're wow. in episode 10 now. 
So Ten double digits, no yeah. looking back. Yeah, that's right. We got to pat ourselves on the back for that one. However, uh, <clears throat> like I said, I've got a, I've got a few bits of news here. Um, one which is quite interesting. One which is quite sad. Um, you've probably heard that Kevin Conroy, uh, the voice of Batman, yeah. has passed away this week. Yeah, um, that was that was very sad. Yeah, that that that's that's pretty getting. And I I would rank Mask of the Phantasm, you know, the one feature length movie that they mm-hmm. made um, with Batman the animated series as one of the best Batman movies that 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 was made. I mean, mm-hmm. just just solid easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and my favorite, my favorite Batman, I would say, too. I've liked mine most too. of them, but Conroy. I mean, of course, he got. You know how many episodes to really feel it out sure. and, and explore it, but he uh, um, and just using his voice, and that's all you needed because it's Batman, right? That's all you need. And and he nailed it's kind it of the thing. Oh man, you know? right out of the gate. Yeah, right. So yeah, exactly. very sad to hear. Very sad to hear that news. I knew he'd been struggling with some health issues. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's what sixty six. That's still too damn young. And. Yeah, just just this week, all these stories about fans who met him. And oh, yeah, and he was like the sweetest guy on the planet. Yeah, exactly. And it's quite interesting. I I didn't realize this that he went to the Juilliard School to really? acting, and he was roommates with Robin Williams while he was there. <laughs> so, that, uh, that explains a lot on both sides. Let me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amazing. Sadly, we've lost them both, but, um, yeah. RIP. Gosh, what a legacy though, you know, oh, Conroy's yeah. left behind. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, you and I coming from the comics as well, he is probably the representation of Batman that comes closest to, you know, what was originally conceived for Batman as well. Yeah. And it's yeah, the I voice mean, I hear when I read the comics now. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's no longer Adam West. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did have to have to deal with that, didn't we? And the other bit of news, which is a little bit of a strange one, is um, there is going to be a collaboration between Studio Ghibli and Lucasfilm. Really, I haven't said what it is yet. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I wonder don't have much more be. on that. Yeah, I mean, in, in kind of leading towards Star Wars, if they're saying Lucasfilm, but it right. might not be. Might not be. Right. There, are, um, there, there's another property in there. <laughs> I, but, but then again, the the scope of what they've made the Star Wars universe, especially yeah. with Andor, you know, um, yeah, I'm well, not and, even bothered if it does turn out to be Star Wars. Whereas before, you would have known that they would have said, "You got to go between these two points here, which are very narrow." <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, can you imagine, like, like even Princess Mononoke? I remember that was the yeah. first Ghibli film I saw. Mm-hmm. And it was being compared to Star Wars and all the posters. Um, it isn't very Star Warsy, but it kind but of. There's a strong female movie. character, so Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, good job, guys. Way to put in the effort. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking more like yeah. that visions that nobody seems to talk about. Oh uh, my god, the it's anime, fantastic! It's utterly which, fantastic. Which it was hit and miss, even exactly, even in experiment. Exactly, yeah. it pushed back. Like, I mean, the kid uses the. Star Wars thing, and it's like to to be a singer in a band, like that's <laughs> like what? What? And it's it's watchable, like it's like what? That shouldn't oh, no, no, that should not work. Or even from the first episode where they had like an astromech droid, and it had one of those straw hats. Uh huh. Like, 
yeah. it was like that's amazing that's fantastic oh, love that and the, the jedi collecting the red kyber crystals just like oh and the twists like, in the stories they were so oh, short but they were yeah. actually so well structured you know well, yeah, again um, they're they're good at that <laughs> those animation studios that it that it went through i mean right that's why they were chosen oh totally Totally. What, what a great choice. I would like to see them do that with other territories as well and their animation, just so they can bring that kind of local flavor to it. Um, because it's the only other one I saw that I I liked that they did that way was, uh, the Rick and Morty, the Akihabara, uh, great yokai Akihabara war, which (laughs) was fantastic. Like, (laughs) and it's only what, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe. And it is, it, it is, pure genius for it's everything rick and morty is and everything that like uh you know when anime deals with yokai battle things like it's it's everything of both yeah. of those perfectly enmeshed it's like ridiculous like <laughs> and then in the end they're like eh, nobody you know fans of this style of anime are going to watch this anyway so we're just going to do what we want and- yeah well the reason i started thinking about like other territories is um i've seen a few interviews with diego luna talking Mm -hmm. about like when he was growing up with star wars and his view just from mexico over the border is so different (laughs) like like r2d2 is Mm -hmm. is is uh is is actually called uh, arthur just because phonetically r2d2 sounds like you're saying arthur the Spanish oh. equivalent. Okay. Um, and, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's just kind of really, really kind of weird. Now you know, I'm imagining him voiced by Dudley Moore. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait, wait. C3PO as the butler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John Gilgood as C3PO. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Have you, actually, uh, that's not a far cry actually from what it is. Actually, I was going to say that that's not, <laughs> not too far off. Is it? <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Character wise, yeah, it's spot on. Steer, yeah. Steering back, pulling the wheel back over the line. Right. <laughs> so, uh, have you watched anything new this week? Um, what did I watch? I watched um, 2015 French film called Deepan, which is about the Sri Lankan uh, refugees that end up in France, and they pose as a, a man, a woman, and a, a girl, and they pose as a family. They're not. Yeah. Uh, and, but they, so they get they get out. They manage to get out of the fighting in Sri Lanka. And he was a soldier for the Tamil Tigers. And so some of that's just a matter of what lingers when they get to mm. this uh, 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 apartment complex, housing complex in France. And he becomes the handyman. And uh, everyone gets to process what they've lost and what they've gained and how things have changed and how they've not. And... Uh, it's like how you create a family out of nothing and, and what a refugee community can be for good right. and for bad. And then how they could be exploited or dismissed or um, subjugated, um, even though they're going to a place of, you know, refuge. It's not like it's peaceful necessarily. Right. And so it deals with the inner conflict being the outer conflict and things like that. Uh, it was out and the ending of it, the last 30 minutes of that movie just, I mean, it's a great drama up to that point, but then the last thirty minutes just skyrockets. Oh, I love I mean, that when they and they, it's an it's an action sequence. Up. Not to not to ruin it because it's an action sequence yeah. basically oh, uh, that okay. kind of comes out of nowhere, but not and <laughs> but it's so well done and it fits. That's the thing; it, yeah. it fits organically with everything else. You know, it's kind of this uh, uh, 
you know, pinnacle of what everything's been boiling to and what's right. necessary to move for them to move on. And, you know, they're not like, he's not the, the deep on the, is the name of the main character. He's not the best guy in the world. And he right. has no idea how to be a husband or father. Uh, but the woman in it is outstanding. The actress, this was the, the, the guy playing the, the main uh, actually was an ex Tamil tiger and had never acted before. Uh, but you wouldn't know it. Oh, amazing. Um, uh, and, and but the gal, the police's wife in it is like really, you know, obviously going to be the rock or the, you know, the, uh, the undercurrent of it. And, yeah. But even the kid is great. I mean, it's just all around. It's uh, and I, I believe it won the palm uh, that year. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it is. It just blew, blew me away. How, how good it was. I figured it'd be good, but not how good it was. So, so that was, that was the biggest one to watch this week. So a- along with that, um, I watched a movie called Amulet this week that has kind of a similar setup at the start. Um, it's not an, it's 2020 release. Um, it's about this ex-soldier from some Eastern European conflict. He comes to the UK, um, <clears throat> uh, but he's, he's having these flashbacks to his time when he was in the forest and he, um, uh, we only see what happened in the forest in bits, but we know mm-hmm. that something happened there that really upset him. Um, and this is actually a, a horror movie, by the way. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so um, he gets to London and he ends up uh, moving into this derelict building with this other refugee uh, sort of acting as a handyman. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, I have heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh really it's don't not in his house or whatever that's no it's know. not yeah that that's another great refugee one um, it's very just, similar right they move into the house and there's something wrong with the house right is that that's right that one's, those? that one's a little bit more intimate this one is a bit okay, more sorry. um uh yeah it's 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 got a kind of completely different structure is there's imelda staunton is a nun in it um hmm. And she's kind of giving him advice in terms of what he needs to do. But yeah, it, it has a really nice payoff at the end. It, it brutal payoff, but really good. Um, nice. and, and, and that's the thing. And I, I think you just sort of mentioned there is I don't mind if the last act suddenly takes an abrupt turn as long as they've been setting that up and it makes sense. It's consistent. Um, yep, exactly. It's consistent with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. What else did you watch this week? Um, well, I watched the trilogy. <laughs> I didn't know it was a trilogy. Okay. Uh, the terror, the terrifier uh, series. Ah, so still okay. following on the hol- the horror thing, and Terrifier Two came out, and it's made what like over ten million dollars, and it costs like a quarter million. That's right. You, did you know the first one, uh, the first Terrifier? By the way, I did watch the first two. Um, the 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 preceding well, Terrifier one cost thirty five thousand dollars, which and blows it does my mind. Not look like it. Not at all. Not at all. And this one with two hundred fifty uh, still does not look like it's that. And I'm going to say cheap with air quotes here. Um, yeah, when you got an effects guy that's just getting to show off, he knows how to do it. He knows how to do yeah. it cheap. Uh, but well, there's the the first one, the uh, All Hallows Eve, All Hallows actually, Eve, yeah. which isn't that good. It introduces the character and it tries to go with the VHS. Uh, I, I I didn't really like it very much. No, um, it's not good. I, I, I thought the end is good. Uh, yeah, the end yeah, of it that, is good. 
And at least yep. it's short, unlike Terrifier 2, which is almost two and a half hours long, which is so stupid. Well, that's like, kind of what put me off watching it. I, I will watch yeah. it at some stage because as, as I watched Terrifier, and I think it is uh, an effective grindhouse slasher, mm-hmm. right? I, th- I think Very it's really so. good. It's solid. I, th- I, was, I, was, I was surprised. I had all the things that you want in a roller coaster, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't pretend to be anything more. Like there's no subtext, which is right. fine because it's so hasty. Yeah. There's there's no downtime for you to think, gosh, yeah. all this is is or you know pick apart the kind of ridiculous story. Um, but it's, <laughs> right. it, 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 it moves so quickly and he maintains the suspense. Right. Um, it's supposed to be unrelenting. And yeah, it is. throughout, throughout, and it, it gets more ridiculous as you go, but yes. it is a roller coaster ride. That's what you're paying for with your ticket, yeah, you know. Exactly, and you know it's going to be ridiculous, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, you switch off your brain, you know, you get that catharsis you get out of watching like a sustained gooey horror, and then safely walking away. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it's for, <laughs> right? In a decent amount of time. <laughs> in a decent amount of time. So, so I mean, in, in, the only thing I've seen in the reviews in Terrifier Two is that, yeah, um, it's it 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 does a lot of this the 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 good stuff from the original one again, but then it's 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 two and a half hours, which is, <laughs> you know, I I I don't know. I I'm, I'm gonna have to be in the right mood to 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 sit down for two and a half hours with a slasher movie like that. Yeah, um, I mean, it does. I'll, move at least but and there's elements they introduce that that work but they they take a lot more time with a lot of the kill scenes and things like that which allows them i guess is the right word to venture into a little more of the traditional 80s misogynistic uh uh exploitative uh kind of tendencies to indulge them was was pretty quick you know it it was it it almost skirted right it just kind of it, it was like Texas to the Chainsaw line. type, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like exactly. It, it didn't linger. No. Uh, Terrifier Two is not that. Think. Yeah, <laughs> I've 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 heard that. Yeah, it yeah. moves more into like maniac territory, right? Uh, right. So, but which, but again, it's, it's not as good house. as maniac, but but yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's within that, but it's just kind of unfortunate. That's like you know, it's you know, it's twenty twenty two, guys. Come on. You but could, but it did other make me th- other directors are proving that you can still pay homage, pull those yeah. elements in, make people uncomfortable, you know, do all that stuff, but you don't have to repeat the things that right. are regrettable. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally agree with that. Uh, but it did make me sort of think about it because, um, uh, you know, you know, there, there, there's various types of sort of shock cinema, um, mm-hmm. and and if. If you look back at any of the movies by John Carpenter, um, they weren't. There was always another level to them, right? There was always something else going on. There was something else being said. There was another point to the movie. You don't get that with these, which is fine. Like I said, it's a roller coaster ride. You ride it. You go through. You get to the end. Job done. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm kind of a little bit apprehensive about the second one if he's trying to kind of build up a story it's it's cool if he's building up sort of a mythology around it yeah but but it actually that part actually works i will give it uh, i'll give it credit there the what they introduce and how they introduce it and how it plays out to the end it's like okay i i i appreciate what you're trying here that's uh uh, and uh, yeah yeah go ahead 
I was just going to say, and on that note, um, I ended up watching a video that was talking about, you know, some of these extreme movies and things and what differentiates thing, you know, some movies from others. Some are just meant to be splatter fests and nothing more. Right. <laughs> and then you have things like, uh, I don't know if have you ever seen Martyrs? Oh, yes. <sighs> okay. So, 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 so that, that, that is a, another one of those ones that, that, that shocks, but is, is so grim, right? It, yeah. it, 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 it there, there's no humor in it. It is well, just it's, relentless. It's, it's modern French horror. It's that you know, going in at least you know. Okay, it's going to be hopeless, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to feel dirty at the end of it. You just don't know how dirty you're going to feel. Whatever movie it is, you're going into. I mean, I yeah. You you kind of wonder how long they had to film that movie because boy, oh, man, you know they 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 uh, boy, and and then. So so I watched another movie and 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 I thought this would be a little bit okay because they kept mentioning this one. It's called The Wolf House. Um and it is a Chilean movie. Um and it's mostly stop motion. And and the thing is it's it runs around 70 minutes. Um but it really gets under your skin. It is a hypnotic but nightmarish propaganda fable told from the perspective of a Chilean Nazi cult. <laughs> and it's it's like imagine the brothers K and the brothers Grimm goose stepping in unison. And that that is that is this animation. Wow. I mean it 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 just um I mean it's good. So so basically it's done like a sort of a found footage type thing where okay. there is this German colony in Chile um, and this this girl escapes from the colony, and she comes upon a house in the woods. She's being chased by a wolf, and she gets to the house, and there are two pigs in the house. Okay, and that 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 is the beginning. So she's left the cult, but there's an introduction at the beginning saying, "And here's a movie that this cult has made. You know, we just live off the land, and we just want to sort of help people and live naturally, and they're kind of like the Amish." by the way they're presenting themselves so but you know there are all these terrible stories about us but you know we're really good people kind of thing and here's a movie that we made um but the thing is it's based off of an actual group that was in chile that yeah. were a group of nazis that were doing terrible horrible experiments on people right you, stuff you cannot make up mm -hmm. you know food for 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 terrifier movies but in real right. life um so apparently this is something that they know really well and they've got these like hidden elements in the animation where you're like did i just see a swastika mm -hmm. and you know you've got all these things in there and it's just everything is animated in stop motion at full scale nolan so so they, they wow. they've got a set that's full size and any everything that's being animated like, like they're painting on the walls and you're getting 2d animation on the walls Mm -hmm. And then, and you're getting like furniture and mannequins and stuff moving around. And it took them five years to do, which is kind of understandable, but it's, it's mental. Right. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, it's I'm something to look at, but it is, it, it is, it is grim. <clears throat> it is grim, but uh, you might like it. It's only an hour. It's so, you know, it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Okay. I will. That sounds, it's got my interest peaked enough. Anyway, <laughs> stop motion and Nazis. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no Michael Bay attached. You're you're good. Um, 
And just one, I've, I've watched a bunch of other movies, but you know, I'll pick up and talk about this at some other point so we can actually get to the meat of it. Um, so I watched the, uh, just to round off the horrors, I watched uh, Oliver Olivier Assayas's, uh Personal Shopper, which by the way, worst title for a horror movie ever right yeah, um it, you know I, I i was not convinced it was a horror movie even though i kept seeing it in like lists of recent horror movies to watch and i'm like that's not a horror movie even even reading the synopsis right. i was like that's not a horror movie um it is it is it's 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 a pure ghost story uh okay. to the level of the haunting on hill house type you know, it, it, it goes there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it actually has Kristen Stewart in what I think is her best performance. So I think I've seen her best and worst performance in the last <laughs> couple of months. Um, but it's, 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 it's really good. It, it just swaps between different genres uh, throughout the movie. So, you know, at one point you're like, is it a thriller? It's a horror. Oh no, it's definitely a horror. Uh, and then it turns into a drama because as she's a medium, her brother has died and they had a pact that whoever died first would try to send and send a signal to the sibling who um, is still alive because they're twins. And that's kind of the premise of the beginning. But then you have this other side story where she's working for this celebrity who is just awful and scary and a narcissist and this, you know, and she does buys all her clothes and jewelry and all this other stuff. Um, So you have that going on as well. And yeah, several threads start coming together, uh, but it does all come together at the end. It, it, Mm -hmm. and it is really good. So that's worth checking out. Um, I saw bad luck banging or loony porn, which is a Romanian movie. Um, And I think the only thing I need to say about it is the only film I've seen anywhere near it was, Mm -hmm. Um, sorry to bother you, which is one of my favorite movies over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's 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 done in three parts, all pretty experimental. It's about this woman who her and her husband, uh, a sex tape gets leaked onto the internet, and she is a very successful teacher at a private school in Romania, and that kind of kicks things off and the first two minutes make you watch that video. And it is, it is graphic, man. It, it, it doesn't hold back. Um, but it, that plants the stake in the ground going forward. Uh, and, and, and you know, when you, and when you actually meet her, right. And in, in the first act of the film, she just like everybody else, you know, she blends into the crowd. She, she just seems normal. And, you know, I don't know what you would expect, but if the first time that you see a person is in their private sex tape, it's kind of a bit jarring when you get to that point, but it is meant to be a comedy. It is funny. It is, it, it does a good job while also having all these like other sort of political layers and stuff to it. Um, okay. Right. I'm going to try to limit myself to to half past <laughs> another movie. And I recommend this one. And it's pretty light is a movie called uh, Brian and Charles by a director called Jim Archer. And it's kind of like a magic re- reality fable uh, about isolation and parenting. It's another comedy. And this guy lives in the middle of Wales in a small isolated village. And he's constantly building things. So... <laughs> 
<coughs> at the very start in the first five minutes you meet him he's kind of showing off all his inventions like he's got a belt to hold eggs you know <laughs> just look ridiculous he's it's like a holster for eggs um and uh, he's trying to build this bicycle that has like a clock on one side so he can go flying around the village and when anyone needs to know the time they could look up and oh yeah there brian's flying his bicycle and there's the time uh and he builds this robot that has a body base it's basically a washing machine with legs and a mannequin head at the top it's the most ridiculous looking thing. And uh, during a lightning storm, something happens and he comes to life and that becomes Charles. Uh, he just introduces himself as, hi, I'm Charles Petrescu. And it, it, it's just really good. It's just the interplay between those two. You know, it's kind of one of those oddball scenarios. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, that that that's one uh, worth keeping your eye out. Then one more. <laughs> I won't say too much about this one because I think this has had a lot of coverage. Uh, I watched Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, oh, and nice. uh, it is it is really really good. And it's got Isabella Rossellini in it, who who has a fantastic part in it. But it's actually bittersweet all the way through, mm. right? Which which I like. I I, I mean because it's, it's like I, from the first frame. There's a touch of melancholy about the whole mm-hmm. movie, but you know, not too much, just enough, just enough to keep it like from being like too sweet. Um, but it's really good, really good, and 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 really wise, I think, because you sort of see the whole world through this uh, sh- shell with shoes on, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and 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 yeah, it it actually is uh, actually turns out to be quite quite thought provoking and 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 deep. Um, but yeah. That's most of the movies I watched this week. (laughs) (laughs) I left a couple off, but we pick it up next week. All right. Did you watch any others or? um... Uh, The only other one uh, of note that I watched was uh, Smoke Signals. I finally finally got around to. What what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I was struck by the similarity it has to Powell (laughs) Highway in terms Mm -hmm. of its structure. Yeah, uh, and its characters and such, and what they're—I mean, obviously, the what of what they're processing is different and how, but uh, kind of the why and the who uh, are the same, which I thought was interesting. I mean, you know, it's like, well, okay, that's good, uh, good source uh, material to go with, though. So you know, if you're gonna get inspired by something, you know, and there's what uh, one was what eighty one, the other was ninety eight, uh, so a few years in between, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, I enjoyed it. I, I liked how they again leaned into the uh, they leaned into the medicine man uh, storytelling aspect of it, which is another um, you know it's another big part of obviously of, uh, Native American indigenous culture uh, as well. But they did it in a way that was like uh, kind of confronted you with it. Uh, yeah, and the fact that the yeah. one character, the one character that is that that embodies that, could be really annoying, but he's not. To me, at least, he was very endearing. Oh, and, oh absolutely. But you can understand I, why he uh, annoys the main character. Yeah. Uh, as well. I, I love those two lead performances in that movie. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, and there's also some genius editing well, with flashbacks and how they're incorporated. 
uh, I can't into remember the, that. I'm going to have to watch that again. I think. Well, there's one where he's imagining him chasing after his dad, uh, who's driving a truck, and he's running down the street and he's, he's running down the road, and the shot of him running down the road, and then it's it pulls back, and as he disappears into the bus that his older self is riding in. Nice. You know, that's nice. one. It's like wow. That, there's there's a couple like that that are uh, uh, sprinkled throughout. They don't overuse it as well, which is very good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some little, uh, things like that in there that are very well, very well handled, very well done. The reveals in it are very well, uh, laid out, uh, so they don't feel contrived, nor does it feel like just like, uh, you know, this is a, you know, indigenous documentary or, you know, uh, right. yeah. dramedy or something. Uh, <laughs> it feels much more than that, you know, than just not that those don't have their place, but you know, this, it's kind of like in, uh. A lot of what we term as gay films, a lot of them are like, this is a movie about someone dying of AIDS. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it's horrible. But is that yeah. the only narrative? Like, right, right. Is no one happy? Like, <laughs> or is no one just going through normal shit? Like, what's... <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what I really liked about um, uh, Moonlight that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it... it when I went in, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know that the protagonist was going to be gay. I didn't know what the story was about. None of it. And I, I just thought that was done in such a just, it didn't matter in a most human yeah. way. It was just, a. I mean, I thought it was just a really good story. And um, it was probably what... <laughs> One of the times where where it wasn't distracting the fact that at okay this is a gay movie and this is this is what it's about yeah. like Brokeback mm-hmm. Mountain I found it really distracting because yeah. I knew the two leads weren't weren't gay for a start and um, it it there was such a, a hullabaloo around that fact that it, it just became distracting and I don't think it's 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 entirely the movie's fault but just the time that we lived in when that, that movie came out. But like when Moonlight came out, I, yeah, I, I, I thought, you know, uh, it, it, I, I got to the point where there's a particular scene where a song comes on and, and, you know, I was sitting there welling up just thinking, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. no, gosh, I hope these two get together, <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I just think it worked, worked really, really well. It really surprised me. And uh yeah, yeah, it, it it was one of those few sort of Oscar nominations where I thought, yeah, yeah, you deserve that one. I'm glad mm-hmm. you got it. Um, oh, and another uh, Native American movie I watched. I watched one this week. I'm trying to keep up with these before we actually get to our episode. Uh, is Nanook of the North from 1922? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'd, I'd never actually seen that. Um, oh, okay. I haven't watched that in probably 30 years. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 quite interesting, and 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 I know that they had to stage stuff, but part of that was down to the fact that the cameras weighed like yeah, hundred pounds, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had to, they had, and and there weren't really documentaries until that movie came along, so it was also mm-hmm. a sort of godfather for documentaries, yeah. uh, and then the rules weren't laid down, and like I said, the cameras were really big, uh, but you know, I thought it was really pretty sympathetic. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I think ink the interaction between, uh, you know, some of the white characters in it and the Eskimos, um, were quite sweet. They call them Eskimos. It's keeping, they, they call them, 
they call them Eskimos. Yeah. And, I, it, <laughs> and, and, and it's weird to me because I sort of imagine like Alaska being from the Pacific Northwest and it's like Hudson Bay. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, thought it was, that was quite interesting. It's good to have that sort of perspective as well. I mean, there is a thing in the introduction where they kind of refer to like half breeds and stuff and like, it's a really helpful half breed. Helped us. It's like, oh, it's a very troublesome language in the, yeah, and the the way it's handled, you know, it's like you know, that that movie is like how then it's like oh that's how Eskimos live, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so great performances and bad movies. I got a great big list here. Um, I've I've got a few things that I've, I've looked up on the internet just to get a reference. So so um, maybe I'll pick out some of those. Um, uh, yeah, you leave because I you know I'm thinking. My my thinking was more organizing around uh, actors, uh, and that's male, yeah. female, and and other, and um, you know who pop up and stuff, and you know they're always going to be good regardless of what they're in. Right. Um, okay. So. There there are a few like that, and in fact, I I, th- I think the first one is probably the best performance to terrible movie ratio is this one, which is uh, Eric Stoltz in The Fly Two. <laughs> and 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 Eric Stoltz is one of those actors that I think is consistently good in anything mm-hmm. that he was in and he sort of disappeared off the radar for a while and he came back in like pulp fiction very briefly and played a very memorable part yeah in the, yeah. in the movie um but Eric Stoltz in the fly too and to punish myself I did rewatch most of it oh, <laughs> this week just to see his performance in it to make sure that I wasn't imagining things, but it, it, he, he, he does really well pre fly. And when he is the fly, he's on a par with Jeff Goldblum as the fly. Um, totally. Uh, while, while not sort of mimicking him and making it his own. Mm-hmm. And he's so good in it. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is so, so bad, so bad. Um, but yeah, that's that's the first one I've uh, I've got listed here. But again, yeah, I, I think he's just like consistently good as Eric Stoltz. And you know, originally he was meant to be uh, Marty McFly, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Just not a comedic actor. Right, uh. right. That, that's that that is the thing. Um, what else do I have here? I have um, now. I tried to mix it up. And, you know, the the thing is 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 when trying to go through these is trying to I was putting the list together and just realizing these are a bunch of white men. <laughs> There's just nothing but white men. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard because as, as we're only sort of getting to that point where we're a little bit more balanced. Um, but one that stands out for me is um, Viola Davis and Margot Robbie in the first series suicide squad. Like Viola Davis is the perfect Amanda Waller, right? right. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie does does great with Harley Quinn, but you know, they're 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 kind of having to work with uh, you know very little, but they're yeah. they're so good, which is why they featured so heavily in the trailer and why people's hopes were so high <laughs> uh, going into that first movie. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking about the 2016, by the way. So yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. 
the, the one I have not watched because I won't watch Snyder stuff because it's garbage. I don't have to well, watch. I don't, you know, I don't have to step in shit to know what it is. <laughs> All you got to do is watch the trailer for that one. And those are the two good performances right there. Bam. <laughs> gotcha. um, yeah, that's all you need to see. Um, I've got some vague ones here too. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to vary these a little bit. Um, Sam Rockwell in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam Rockwell, again, that's another one where you can just. Yeah, it's someone who's consistently good. And also, I was going to put Sam Rockwell in Gentleman Broncos. But I make an argument that that's a really good movie. It's got a really low rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but I, I think it's a solid movie. I think it's just a bit too weird for some people. That's actually from uh, the director Napoleon Dynamite. It's got Jennifer Coolidge in it. Yeah, Jermaine yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's I, not bad. It's only, I, yeah, I wouldn't classify it as a terrible. Yeah, movie. And, um, and Sam Rockwell's and, very good at it. Um, right. Well, it's the same like in, um, I mean, say what you will about the, the first Charlie's Angels remake movie with uh, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu and uh, Cameron Diaz, but he's the turncoat bad guy in it. Mm. Uh, I didn't see he's it. fantastic. I mean, he's great. Amazing. Like, just like get to the like okay just go nuts kind of thing i'm saying it's like uh, justin thoreau in the second one i guess i watch both of these um it's like justin thoreau in the second one he's fantastic as this irish gangster thing like it, wow. just, it just works it shouldn't it works um but also uh rockwell in iron man 2 oh totally uh, totally you yep. know iron man yep. 2 is not great it, it, you um, know that, that that is uh, mediocre at the most charitable so. exactly but he you know he he's the one that steps up and you know, he has very little screen time, but you remember him. Right. So, uh, and okay. Now this actor for sure is just good across the board. I've never seen him give a bad performance, but specifically I'm talking here about Gary Oldman and Dracula. Like that movie in my mind would be nothing without him. True. Uh, true, but however, if we're talking about it's supposed to be terrible movies, right? And I will, I will defend that one <laughs> as I have for like since it came out, basically. Uh, <laughs> mm. That I have said how much, how good I think that adaptation is, and how much fun I think that movie is. Um, okay. And part okay. of that is because you just they let Oldman they they basically you know Wes and Road Warrior they took they cut the chain and said mm. okay. It's you. Go carry this movie, and he's like, "Okay," and just goes proceeds to go absolutely nuts. Oh, uh, totally. And and, and and that whole era—that's all he did. Like, you could not have mm-hmm. Gary Oldman in a movie, and he didn't take over. Like in the professional, in the professional, Leon, Fifth yeah. Element, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what is he doing? I guess nobody <laughs> cares what he's doing. Okay, he's got a Ross Perot accent now. Okay, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, bah, bah, bah. What else do I have here? Oh, this is quite a big one. Kind of an obvious one is uh, Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody in the past few years. Yeah. Yeah. The, the movie overall I thought was fine. Yeah, uh, fine. It but it was a bit filtered though. I felt. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bunch. Uh, I mean, it was, a, your, your, it was your standard musical biopic rather than, 
you know, when mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen was attached to it, it was something else. Oh, totally. Uh, and I was excited for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been cool, right? Yeah. But I do been. appreciate that Rami Malek did, did, you know, did a good job with what he, what he had. Um, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Here's a vague one. Um, Anthony Hopkins in the road to Wellville, which in some ways I would stand up for. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's I have not. I'm familiar with it, but I have not uh, seen it. It is. Oh my God, Nolan. I went to go see it when it came out, which is around 97 or 98, sometime around there. And it is um, Anthony Hopkins is playing Kellogg as in like Kellogg cereal. And he is uh, running this sort of wellness camp, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for health with all these ridiculously dangerous things to improve your health you know like like in the old movies where they should have those steam boxes where your head sticks out and they like cooked you uh-huh. and yeah, yeah. um he he also had like these electric dildos and like it just is batshit crazy and you just think how are they getting away with this how have how have kellogg's allowed this because as, as they they don't hold back and it is bizarre and funny and you have matthew broderick as quite a straight-laced guy going there with his wife and he is just kind of flabbergasted by all these weird things that you know kellogg is is putting forward but anthony hopkins puts in a really good performance in that one it is it's been a while since i've seen it but but i I think it's worth watching um okay yeah. Um, I'm going to throw in a couple uh, for the uh, nerd uh, variety. One is uh, Thomas Hayden Church in Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man oh, 3 is yeah, not a yeah. good movie, but him as Sandman is just like he's so, like there's just a vulnerability and he just plays it really close and honest. Like, I, it, I he's he not, like Sandman is like, he's like, he's not a bad guy. He's just right. trying to, something terrible happened to him. And he's just trying to figure it out. And it's just like this weird, you know, in the movie, they try to parallel that with what happens to, uh, with Venom, yeah. but uh, uh, it doesn't, and they, they don't really work out, but, but the Sandman, and then I think they really capitalized that and uh, course corrected for uh, Jamie Foxx and the newest uh, Spider-Man, uh, the No Way Home. Uh, that was what it was, right? Um, I, I- completely agree with you on this one kind of that, 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 it's that just is... like he kind of comes out of nowhere you're like oh that's actually you know it's it's surprisingly solid i mean not surprising for church who's always solid mm. but yeah uh, again yeah uh but that the, just what he brings to this is you know there's like oh there's another villain it's like but he's not really a villain like right, he lets right. to, you know, he kind of comes out of that movie. Okay. The other, uh, so like that too, the other one I throw up is in the, uh, the sequels, uh, uh, Adam drivers, uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, yeah, you, I've had that one down. Great. He is terrific. He is yeah. fan, I mean, he's fantastic anyway. Right. But actually I, given, given, I mean, very little to work with. I, uh, I think his character as well is probably, yeah the character that had the best arc mm-hmm. in it as well. Um, yes. I, I, I think it made sense. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not true of all the characters. There's so many loose ends that, 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 that weren't tied up, but his character. Yeah. 
I, I, I thought it was solid in all three. Um, um, another I would throw out too. Um, Kevin Costner's Robin Hood, absolute garbage, except for Alan Rickman as a sheriff. Alan Nottingham. Rickman knocks yeah. it out of the play. Like he, that movie is watchable still, <laughs> solely because of him. Just going, letting to be, you know, just being Alan Rickman. Uh, I'll I'll agree on that one. And again, Alan Rickman is another one of those that is good in just about anything that he's in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, okay. Another one that I've got is um, Hillary Swank in Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that one's, yeah, yeah it, not a, it, not a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this one's a vague one. This is going back a bit, but I'm so scarred by the experience because I was there in opening night. Was uh, <laughs> Ralph Fiennes in the Avengers, and not yeah. the Marvel Avengers, but the you know the John British night, yes. exactly Avengers. And uh, out of all the properties that I thought, okay, Ralph Fiennes and Uma Thurman, yep. sure, let's go for it. Um, and I had a hard time not leaving in the oh, middle. Um, it's awful. It's, it's, it's league of extraordinary gentlemen. Awful. It's bad. Yeah, no, it, it totally is. And, 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 but Ralph Fiennes, yeah, I bought him. Uh, in fact, uh, mm-hmm. he kind of, uh, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of like the performance in the Kingsman, which was a better movie. Um, but oh, what were they thinking? What were they? They're just trying to update everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, there's no need to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, go on. Oh, well, uh, another um, that same sort of uh, sequels thing or things. Movie three movies that shouldn't have been made. Uh, the Hobbit films. Jackson did, oh. but Martin Freeman as a Bilbo. Completely far, agree. Like. Yeah. It's like he's on another planet. He's so good. Yeah, he he is perfect. He is he is really really good. Um, yeah, but yeah, just, I completely agree. But it's those, just, I mean, it's a waste of everybody's talent. I think in that in those movies, but uh, but especially his. Like, it's just yeah. And I like every there's a montage. You can see there's a video of every behind the scenes shot of him. Like somebody's taking of him, you know, when they're not shooting or something. He's just flipping the camera off. It's like okay, he gets it. <laughs> He gets it. <laughs> yeah. No, but as Bilbo, yeah, he's fantastic. He he's great. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's really, really good. Um, they shouldn't have stretched it to what they did. Um, no. That was a real, real shame. Uh, and it, it wasn't even like, well, but the book had all this stuff. It's like, no, you're adding stuff that wasn't in the freaking book. <laughs> well, also somehow leaving things out that were in the book, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, completely agree on that one. Um, I've got one here. Um, Eva Green in Tim Burton's Dark Shadows where I mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. she was really good in it, but the movie was awful. Like, well, it's not. really bad. Yeah. Now, one people would, uh, if you go like, if you go in like, you know, bad movies by based on the review, uh, which for this one I do not, I actually go quite the opposite. Uh, yeah, is Max von Sydow in Strange Brew? 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. That, yeah. He comes out and it's like, did he owe somebody money or something like that? Like, <laughs> why is he in this movie that's set in Canada? Like, what? Huh? And he's fantastic as the right. villain. He's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and again, for me, that movie is not terrible. That movie is absolutely brilliant. And I could go into that. I could do a whole episode just on that, breaking it down how it's basically Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, but um, yeah, that one just uh, that one just sings out to me. That and uh, what was the other? Oh, uh, just thinking through it. Um, uh, the Scooby Doo movies. I, I mean, they're not terrible. I wouldn't say. You mm. know, it's uh, they're not. You know, they're not James Gunn's best work in terms of its writing and such too. But but they're yeah. not awful. But Matt Lillard, and you know, Matt Lillard at that time for me is yeah. like everything he shows up in. You know, it's there. Most <laughs> most of the time, it's a mediocre movie, except for him, right? Uh, right. And, he, and he's just he just shines like, and he's kind of come back more recently now, and it's just like, oh, it's good to see him, and like, oh, he's still really really good at this. Yeah, it is really good to see those people kind of come back. Um, actually, that's just just not connected, but it just made me think of um, uh, an actor going going further back is 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 Patrick McGowan who, you know, played the prisoner, um, mm-hmm. was an ice station zebra and all this. Um, but, but it, he's consistently good. And I, mean, I think he's got a bit part in the scanners. I think you've seen that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he's always good. Like he stands out in anything that he appears in, but unfortunately he, he, he never really was in any sort of, you know, big movies, um, right. you know, after, after the sixties and which, which is kind of sad because I, you, I, you I prove your fantastic. nerd capability, uh, or, uh, depth by knowing who he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the prisoner and the fact that he yeah. wrote it himself as well kind of shows mm-hmm. what kind of person he is. And I think, yeah, I like you, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> completely anti-fascist all the way to the marrow. Um, and, 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 but just having these great performances, you know, um, just, just really, really consistently good as well. It's, it's just a shame he wasn't in, in more stuff really. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, uh, the other uh, that popped up, you know, just again looking for through this stuff would be, and it was his final performance, but Raul Julia in Street Fighter. Oh, that that that's a painful one. That, that, yeah, that had to be his last performance. Yeah, but... that that he had to go out on that note exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the movie's awful. The movie's not really watchable. But he again, he he just I think, and I think it was the thing the the notes and such too from his time on it was like he knew that was going to be his last so he just gave it everything and it was far more than the filmmakers or the producers or anybody involved there deserved <laughs> because it was yeah it's it's really good well and then then there's some actors that that you can't put on this list though on paper you think it would make sense like you think of someone like marlon brando but then they're terrible perform like he does doesn't even make an effort in bad movies you know what I mean? He just gives mm-hmm. it like, like Island of Dr. Moreau. It's like, I, you know what? I, I'm going to completely sabotage this movie by being fucking ridiculous, <laughs> you know? So, so he doesn't even try when he, when he goes into it to a bad movie. So um, yeah, cool. Well, I think yeah. that's pretty much uh, rounded it us up to the, the end of the hour this week. Uh, yeah. That went by fast. It really did. Yeah. Of course, you know, 
you cataloging what you watched this week was, you know, the majority of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got five minutes left. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you think of the movies I watched? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't even finish. <laughs> to be fair, there's only two others I watched this week. Um, but, yeah, we'll pick That's the most well-guarded yeast factory I've ever seen. Two Oceans.